In today's episode, we discuss where happiness comes from and why most people try and find it in the wrong place. Stick around if you're someone that can use more happiness in your life and want to know exactly where you can find it. So here's the million dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom and a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear, stress, and anxiety that produces regret? This is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm your host, Tom Herman, and welcome to the Attractively Different Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Attractively Different Podcast. This is Tom Herman, and I hope you are doing well. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a great week. I hope that you're moving towards something that you're excited about, that you're passionate about something, that you're passionate about some project, something that you're working on, that there's something exciting going on in your life. And if you're not, if there isn't something exciting going on in your life and you're not moving towards something that is exciting, then you're in the right place because this episode is for you because we're going to talk about happiness and how finding happiness is actually a result of when we're seeking to grow ourselves. So I want to get into that today. I want to talk about it a little bit because here's the thing. We're all wanting to be happy. The Bible gives us um, characteristics, explains that people of God are described as someone who's happy, who's joyful. A few verses that stick out to me, Proverbs 16, 20 says, He who leads or heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. So happy is he who trusts in the Lord. This is someone that's described, a believer is described as being happy. Psalm 144, 15 says, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Proverbs 10, 28 says, the hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we as believers, as Christians, are characterized and called to be happy. Someone who follows after God, follows after his law, is someone who is joyful, who's happy, and they have happiness in their life. And so let's break that down. What is that? Because we have this negative, I say negative, we have this poor narrative in our society this poor belief, I'll say that, that happiness comes from the environment around us. Happiness comes from how people feel about us. Happiness comes from how we're doing on um, a job, how we're doing with our money, how we're doing in our health. Like happiness is associated to something external, right? That's kind of like this thought that we have about happiness and what we've grown to believe. And so when we're not happy, when we think it's just the environment around us, we try to fix that lack of happiness by using an external source. And a lot of times what can happen is can lead to things like excessive use of sex, alcohol, drugs, etc., where there's this, you see this in the movie, you see this in you know the college environment where you're going to go party, you're going to have a great time, and people associate fun with happiness. But they're two different things because fun generally is you know good in the moment, but it can 
lead to a place that's dissatisfying it. And happiness usually comes from something that requires a little bit of effort, requires a little bit of work, and it is growth oriented. And so that's what I want to present to you today. I want, I want to present that growth is what leads to happiness. And the wonderful thing about growth leading to happiness is that it's totally within your control because it doesn't depend on what others around you are doing. It doesn't depend on your circumstance. It doesn't depend how you feel. Like you can choose to be happy by pursuing growth. And so I want to kind of draw this line a little bit, talk about it a little bit to see like fun and happiness are not the same thing. And this is something that we all know intuitively to be true because when we're stagnant, when you're not growing in your life, there's this discomfort in your spirit and you can kind of sense something is wrong. And so that stagnation is what generally leads people to go find this external source of quote unquote happiness, which is actually just fun, which may be the things like sex, alcohol, drugs, etc. You fill in the blank. But if you truly want happiness, it's going to be growth related. It's going to be when we're designed or as humans, we are designed to grow. And so when we're walking in that process, happiness ensues. When we're failing to grow, like I said, when we're stagnant, we realize it, we know it subconsciously, and there's some unsettling there, something that's trying to prompt you to grow. But instead, there's this false narrative that traps us into going after what's fun and actually leads to more unsettlement or discomfort. And so I want to submit this to you today. Like, What would be possible if you knew exactly what you needed to do to increase your happiness? And what would be possible for you if it didn't depend on anyone else? So I have an example of this in my own life. I wanted to run a marathon for a long time. And a couple of years ago, so I don't know, 2019 is the year I ran a marathon. And when I completed that marathon, I was truly happy. There was a lot of happiness that came in running the marathon. And the thing is that it was grueling. I ran it like four and a half hours. And I say ran it that around hour 16 or mile 16, I'll say, not hour 16, but mile 16, maybe it was even before that. Yeah, it was mile 16 that I started to realize I was slowing down and I started to walk. And man, the next four miles were grueling. I was like, okay, I'm walking and I'm going to try to start running a little bit because if I never run, if I don't run again, I may not keep running. So I tried to run and it's like, man, I was going so slow in my run that I don't even know if my pace changed between my walk and what I was exerting as like a run effort. And that happened for about four or five miles. And then around mile 21, mile 22, I started to realize, okay, this is going to be more painful to walk the rest of the way than it would be to run. And so I kind of changed my mindset a little bit. And around mile 23, when I knew I had about three more miles left, my mind knew I could do three miles. And I started to run again. And I finished. And it was, it was one of the most grueling things I've done. My body was sore. And yet I was extremely happy afterward. Even thinking about the preparation that went in to running a marathon. 
it was hours of training running four or five times a week on the weekends running for two to three hours and taking that time away from my family like it was challenging it required me to rise up and the thing is about that challenge it required me to grow and become a person that i wasn't before and that growth is what brought the happiness and so i want to talk about that today because there are they're basically six human needs. And if you want to go into this, Tony Robbins kind of developed this idea in the 1980s. But out of the six, four of them are kind of like personality needs, things that we need from uh, other people or those around us. And then there are two spiritual needs. I'm going to get into that today. So the six needs are we all have a need for certainty and variety. So certainty is where we like things that are predictable. And variety is what would happen if we did this? We, we like the idea of spontaneity. And so certainty and variety are kind of opposites. And so we all fall on the scale. We need both, but all fall on the scale of certainty and variety, right? So some people like more variety, more spontaneity. Some people like more certainty, but every human has a need for certainty and variety. Also in the personality area is significance and love and connection. So every person needs significance. Every person needs love and connection. But once again, it's kind of like that sliding scale. Where do we fall? Some people require more significance than love and connection. Some need more love and connection than significance. But those are all kind of like these personality needs that we're seeking to fill. We need certainty, variety, significance, love and connection. And then there are two spiritual needs. We have a need for growth and we have a need for contribution. And so here's the thing, what I would submit to you is that the happiness comes out of that spiritual need, the need of growth and contribution. And so when we're not growing, when there's that stagnation, our spirit knows it and it wants to grow. It needs that growth so that it can make a contribution because our ultimate, the ultimate attainment of heavenly bliss comes from growing and being the person that God created us to be. And that, that starts with our mind. So our happiness doesn't depend on anyone else, but it starts in our mind, our mind to grow because God is limitless. We are created in his image. And when we're not expanding ourselves, we're not stepping in line with the image that God created us to be. So like I said, he designed us to be growth oriented. And if you observe the commandments in the Bible, you can kind of see this underlying all those commandments because God never gave his people a commandment that they just naturally did. For instance, there's no law or commandment to breathe regularly in order to maintain good health. God didn't need to put it in there because the Bible being a guidebook to how to live in accordance, how to live the right way. When you think about righteous, righteous living is the right way to live. When you think about following God's laws and following the way he set things up for us and living life the way he designed in the right way. He doesn't have to put things in there like breathe regularly in order for good health. But he does need to put laws in there about overeating and gluttoning and not getting drunk because those may be our natural tendencies. And so when you look at the commands that God gives, it says not to like stop us from having fun. It's actually designed for us to grow 
and to step into that growth and become the person that he created us to be so that we can actually do the assignment that he has set aside for us. And so I want to touch on this idea about the difference between fun and happiness. Because as I mentioned, when we aren't growing and when we're not contributing, those are the spiritual needs. We try to fill it. We try to fill that void some way, somehow. And when you think about society today, it's void of a spiritual impact. We have a we have a system, we have an enemy who's wanting to take anything spiritual out. That's why things like abortion, people are focusing just on the physical. When you think about gender identity, focusing just on the physical, and they're not even, they're throwing out the spiritual aspect of things. Because if we can just keep it physical, I mean, that's the whole point of evolution, right? Is it's all physical, it's all science. And so when they throw away the spiritual, there's no way we can get those spiritual needs met. And so we try to meet them in this physical way. And a lot of that can be going after fun and doing things that are pleasurable to, pleasurable to us. But the thing about fun things versus happiness is that those fun activities usually leave us with a slight emptiness. For example, when you go on vacation, that is fun. But if you've ever had like the vacation blues at the end where it's like, I'm sad to go home. Fun things, they're, they're necessary and they're good and they're a part of life, but it's different than happiness. Whereas I'd mentioned happiness when we're growing, it's producing something in us that we know that's meeting that spiritual need. And when we grow, we're able to contribute more, which is also hitting on that spiritual need. And here's one thing that I want to point out, which is interesting. I haven't done a ton of study on the Hebrew language, but what I have done is that I found that when there's not a Hebrew word for something, that concept doesn't really exist. And so I don't honestly know too much into that, but it's a, it's a provocative thought. I've heard that from uh, someone I follow. His name is Rabbi Daniel Lappin. But what's interesting is that the Hebrew language does not have a word that describes fun. And when I think about what fun is, when it's entertainment, it's actually the opposite of growth. So when you look at the word amusement or amuse, <clears throat> and you break that down, you'll see that muse means to think deeply. And then obviously the A in front of it denotes that it's the opposite. So amuse, just like a moral, like moral is to have a high standard to have ethics and amoral is to not have that standard, to not be ethical. So muse is to think differently. Amuse is to not think deeply. So when we're, when we're pursuing fun and entertainment, it's actually the opposite of growth because we're not thinking deeply. We're not growing in a way we're actually regressing. And so those fun activities, amusement actually take us away from growth. And that's why it leaves us with that emptiness feeling where happiness is usually more, like I said, a little bit more demanding and we're more engaged in the activity or we're more engaged in the thought, but it leaves us with this deep sense of contentment. It leaves us with a satisfaction that we accomplish something, that we're growing, that we're contributing. The same way as I was describing when I was running that marathon, even though it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, I didn't run it in the time that I wanted to run it in and I didn't run the whole way. There was this sense of satisfaction and contentment 
and accomplishing that goal and all the preparation that I put into it to achieve that goal. And so there was this level of happiness. So when you think about things like gambling, like gambling can be fun, but it rarely produces happiness. So growth and happiness are kind of like when you think about remodeling a home or remodeling a room, or even when you think about physical exercise, there's, there's a tearing down process that's required to happen. You need to tear down your muscles in order for them to get stronger, in order for them to grow. In order for you to have a remodeling project that's successful, you need to demolition days first, right? You're not going to put in the new material. You're not going to put in the new fixtures. You're not going to put in the new sink and then do demolition. You have to demolition first to see progress. And so the same with spiritual growth. Sometimes there's this like demolition process. Sometimes there's a breakdown in order for us to grow and receive something new. And that breakdown process isn't always fun. In most cases, it's not fun. And so we end up getting off course and pursuing things that are fun and entertainment because they feel good at the moment, but they're actually not bringing us happiness because they're not bringing us growth. And our spiritual being is so attuned into any change of growth where if we're not growing, then we feel nothing. However, if we're experiencing rapid change in our spiritual condition, we feel it strongly, right? When you're feeling a ton of growth, when you're going through a lot of growth, you feel that, you know that, you sense that. And so I want to just kind of leave you with this thought. What if the results that you're getting in your life, good or bad, are just indicators of where you need to grow? So if your relationship with your kids isn't that great, Don't beat yourself up, feel guilty and shameful about it. That's just an indication of where you can get more happiness. If I grow as a dad, if I grow as a mom, I'm going to increase my level of happiness and it's going to bring you better relationship with your kids. If you're not succeeding at work or in business like you want to, where are the areas that are requiring growth? And that's actually going to bring more happiness. Because when you're fighting that growth, When you're fighting those things, you're actually fighting the happiness. So I want you to hold this thought. Hold the thought that happiness is different than fun. And your happiness is up to you. It's actually a decision that you make. Because you choose to grow. And when you grow, you see happiness. How do you feel about happiness being within your control and happiness being a decision that you make? I hope it brings you freedom. I hope it brings you a lightness. It brings you hope. And like I said, your lack of results are just an indicator of where you need to grow. So when you look around at your life, when you look at your family, when you look at your finances, when you look at your fitness, look at all these areas and you see, man, I wish I were better there. That's just a new opportunity for happiness. And when you start pursuing it, when you start pursuing that growth, you're going to see more happiness and you're going to see better results. And that's one thing that as a life coach that is so exciting. And it's my pleasure to help people walk through that growth, to pursue the results that they're going after, help them uncover the things that have been holding them back. And as they've been growing, there's this natural fruit of happiness that comes and joy that comes. It's an incredible feeling. It's incredible to facilitate a breakthrough and a change like that. And it's super exciting. So 
Hopefully you found this information valuable. Please rate the show, subscribe, and leave a review. The ratings and review help make the show better as well as help get more exposure to help more people. And remember, everything you do matters. God has a specific assignment for you. Go rule that assignment, serve his people, and be blessed. Hey everyone, it's Tom again, and I wanted to ask you a quick question. On a scale from 1 to 10, how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life? I mean, there can be a lot of confusion around this topic. So I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose. You can download your free PDF, Life Purpose Roadmap, at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also, for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. Thank you.